Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to This Life, a podcast by Mallorca Media. I am your host, Felix Mallorca. I know that one on the first try. I'm really excited. Um, thank you so much for being here with myself and my guests today. Uh, before I get into anything, uh, we're sitting here at the Local Hub Studios in Escondido, California. Right now, if you buy three months at Local Hub, you get one free. In other words, if you buy two months, you get one free. That's three. If that's confusing for you. Let me re-say it. Buy two, get one free. Awesome. Um, what was I gonna say? Oh, I wanna I wanna uh, actually give a quick shout out to some people. Um, last episode, I I got a little, I got a little hot. I got a little hot about uh, not hate, but just people that kind of like are like, well, you should do it this way, like your podcast. Um, so I want to give a shout out to, to people that have reached out to me and that have been just super amazing. So, and this is just three out of like a, a bunch more, but my buddy, Diana, shout out to Diana, you know, Diana. Gonzalez. Yeah. 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 Um, she said, Diana said at underscore Diana Gonza, 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 cause Gonza, Gonzalez, dude, props to you for putting on podcast i was listening to them earlier and they were funny and good love the growth mindset you have and the positivity diana thank you so much this these honestly and i, I know i sound like i'm joking or whatever but these these make my day like this is amazing um my buddy julio who is a friend of the podcast and he was on i think the first or second episode he said sup friend just want to remind you that i'm proud of all the success may they be small or big keep going bro anyway tootsies <laughs> or toodles toodles you said toodles tootsies my bad tootsies. um that wasn't really about the podcast but sometimes you gotta gas your friends up and i love i love julio for that because he always does that um and then this last one is from my friend karen she said felix i've been listening to your podcast since day one even though i fall behind lol which is totally fine but honestly thanks for the podcast it makes me laugh and definitely makes me think about my current situation and how to go about it the first episode and the one with francisco were hilarious can't wait to catch up on the last two. Thank you. The rest of you that have sent me texts, that have sent me Snapchats, that have sent me anything, thank you so much. I appreciate the love and it. it uh, I mean, it makes this all worthwhile. So thank you all so much. Um, one last programming note is today I posted something. Today is Wednesday, Wednesday the 9th. I posted something saying, would you like to be featured on this life, on my podcast? I want to make a clarification and I hope people are listening. This wasn't to like get guests on my podcast. This was to get featured. So I might as well say it now. Hopefully again, hopefully uh, people are listening, but if you want to be featured, what I'm going to do is if you tag me in one of your stories, if you send me a voice memo, if you send me a video of you doing something for yourself, something positive for yourself, it could be, having coffee outside, it could be playing with your dog, it could be going to the gym, something that elevates your mood that helps you get through the day and kind of is that anchor. I want you to tag me on that or send it to me personally. And in maybe a couple podcasts, I will throw those on there. And the reason being is that I was actually I was working out this morning. And I'll introduce my guest in a little bit, but <laughs> she's sitting here. Um, I, I was sitting in the I, I woke up very positive. I don't know why, which I mean is a good thing. But uh, 
I, every single morning I try to work out and I didn't work out yesterday and I kind of, the whole day just kind of dragged and I worked out this morning and I, I felt amazing. And I thought, like I asked myself, I was like, I wonder if anyone else does this. If you don't do it and I'm, I'm going to keep this going for till like next week for people that want to tag me. If you don't do it, think about something that you want to do. Again, maybe it's just sitting outside drinking your coffee. Maybe it's waking up 10 minutes earlier so you can have coffee and have breakfast. Um, it can be any little thing. So again, tag me, send me a video, send me a voice memo. You'll get featured on the podcast. You don't even have to say your name. But show me something that you do for yourself that elevates your mood, that makes you happy, that is a positive um, occurrence in your life, in your everyday, uh, I mean, in, in your everyday so that should be it um you ready i'm ready you look nervous a little bit a little nervous i've never done a podcast before but i'm excited you should be nervous um i'm sitting with my guest here her name is melissa soto she's a good friend of mine um welcome hi my name is melissa soto thank you for having me on this podcast (laughs) (laughs) i'm sorry i've never done a podcast before so (laughs) it's always very Um, nerve-wracking yes um we just cracked open some i'm telling you dude kombucha i'm giving you all this free pub if you're not gonna cut the check like i don't know what else to do you know what i mean but um yeah stone and june shine did like a collaboration and i'm very excited i've never tried it before so here we go oh it smells like beer it yeah it's pretty good to me it kind of tastes like a sour because it, you know, kombucha and beer together. Dude, that's bomb. Right? I tried it like last weekend. That's really day. good. Um, something you should know about me is that I love, I'm, I'm kind of like a beer and coffee snob. I love good beers. I love good coffee, um, especially if they're local. I think this is so dope, like seeing that stone logo and being from Escondido and just seeing that. Anyway, Melissa, what's up, dude? So. <laughs> so today we are going to dive in to a little bit of some something fun called trauma, um, living with trauma, dealing with trauma. Um, I obviously don't really know. We've you and I have talked about this before and uh, some of the stuff you had to go through when you were a kid. Um, I obviously don't know what that's like, but also kind of what it stuck out to me was that I told somebody I'm going to have Melissa on someone that, that knows you. Um, and, and, um, (laughs) she was like, Oh, what are you going to talk about with her? And I told her a little bit about, I just kind of skimmed through everything. I mean, she's going to listen anyway. So yeah. And she was like, Oh my God, really? Like I had no idea. And the reason why I wanted to bring you on was because you're such a little ball of energy. You're very short. So you're a little (laughs) ball of energy and you would never imagine. I mean, with a lot of people. And I've had this before when, when I tell people like, yeah, I've, you know, I'm on antidepressants or I've been depressed before. And they're like, I had no idea. So this is kind of an avenue for people to, this podcast is an avenue for people to talk about what they've been through and also give everyone a perspective that nothing's really what it seems. Like, even if you're sitting there smiling and stuff, like you've gone through shit and you are who you are now because of what you've gone through. But, um, before all that, uh, how do we know each other? Um, so shout out to Tanya Marina and Diana. Tanya Marina Diana. Um, about I want to say like three years ago, maybe like almost four years. 
something like that. Yeah. Um, we actually met at one of their like get togethers, parties kind of thing. Um, mind you, their house was like my second home because I was commuting from like Marietta. So to San Marcos, to San Marcos, because we went to Cal State. Shout out Cal State. I guess. (laughs) Um, we met at one of these get togethers and I just remember like, I was like, this guy's so funny. I was like, oh my God. (laughs) Um, so yeah and then we remember that christmas party afterwards after the fact yeah the the christmas sweater party where like only five people were wearing christmas sweaters <laughs> yeah everyone else was like I, mind you i like literally bought my christmas sweater like at walmart like 10 minutes before that's and what I you're was supposed to do sweating yeah it was, it was pretty hot it was so hot in there it was hot but uh yeah anyways <laughs> three 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 years now three almost years. three years um yeah if you go to a themed party and you don't dress up as that theme don't go like you true makes me so mad anyway <laughs> um yeah tell me i think you and i one day were just kind of chilling and, and talking and um we kind of hit that i'm a big bonfire guy because bonfires that's kind of where the conversation starts sizzling yep oh, oh yeah that's a pun right there baby <laughs> Um, that's where the conversation really starts. Like, and I've had questions about like, what, what can I do with my friends to kind of be a little more interpersonal and like bonfires, barbecues, things that aren't very like high stimulating, like going out to clubs because you can actually sit there, get to know your friends and like talk to them and have that, uh, relationship and that connection. Um, you shared some stuff with me that I was like, wow. Um, so do you want do you uh, want to get into that into your your childhood? Um yeah. So, I mean, I don't really know where to start. Um I mean, when I was little, so for those of you that know me, I um was raised by my mom and like halfway through my childhood, like my stepdad, but but for like um for a short time, I feel like there was just a gap where I was being raised by a single mom. And the reason that that happened was because um, when I was younger, well, before I was born, my dad, my biological father, he decided, like, I mean, he not decided, but he was doing, dealing drugs. And that was like his... <laughs> he, decided. he decided. Like he woke up and I mean, he, he did decide. That was his yeah, decision. Yeah, that was his decision. Um, but he was dealing drugs. I think primarily meth, I want to say. Um, and wow. I think that was like his main form of income. And from what I've heard from family members is that he was making bank. Like he was making pretty good money. Um, so, I mean, my mom and my dad were together. They had me. And then um, my mom knew about it the whole time. So... Uh, I mean, it's not her fault, but, like, she knew about it the whole time. I think she, I'm not really sure why she didn't, like, really say anything. I think she just kind of let it happen because it was, like, the form of income. Like, that's how we were living off. But um, one day, I think I was around four, I want to say, he was caught. And because of that, they came back to my house. They were raiding, they essentially raided the house um, they found drugs like in in the house, um, and because I was living there, I was taken. 
And my mom was arrested. My dad was arrested. Mind you, my mom didn't have anything to do with it. Um, but Guilty by association. Yeah, guilty by association. So they arrested her. They arrested my dad because they don't know if she, you know, if she was stealing it or not. And then I was taken into Child Protective Services. And um, in the meantime, I was placed in a foster home for like, I want to say like six months. And so during that time, my mom and my dad were both facing the trial. Um, so my mom was obviously trying to defend herself because she wasn't involved in it. And so during the time that I was in foster care for six months, um, my mom would come visit me like I think once every couple of weeks, um, which is cool. We, I mean, it was like a supervised session from what I remember. Mind you, it was like really little. Um, but yeah, she would come visit me. And then one day, you know, she got acquitted or I'm not really sure what happened. Um, but eventually I was able to move back in with my mom and it was just me and my mom. Um, my dad, I think he was living here on a visa. So he got deported obviously because he was a criminal and, um, yeah. So ever since then, you know, my dad's been living in Mexico, um, with my family from his side and I've been living with my mom ever since. Um, but yeah, so I think like throughout my life, I struggled a lot with like my feelings towards my dad because I, like I, obviously when I was little, I didn't really know what was going on. And he, you know, he would call from time to time and like, like on my birthdays and a little closer to the mic. Sorry. Sorry. Um, you said difference. Yeah, but it's like loud. <sighs> I'm sorry. Okay. What about now? Um, okay. Better? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, so he would call from time to time, um, like special occasions like my birthday. Um, but I didn't really have a strong relationship with him just because I feel like he wasn't very consistent in the fact, in the way that he communicated. Like he didn't communicate um, as often. And then I think as the years went on, like kind of like fell off the communication with him. And I mean, granted, I guess I could have talked to him too, but I also, I was really little, you know, um, I didn't really have the means of communicating with him and, um, you know, I was growing up. So, um, yeah, for my whole life, I kind of just struggled like with how I felt towards him. And I've gone, I've gone through phases of like where, there was one point where like I absolutely hated him. Like I didn't want anything to do with him. Like I essentially disowned him as my dad. I'm like, he's not my dad. Like, because when I was older, maybe like around 12, 13, um, my family would tell me stories about like how he was like abusive to my mom when he would like, cause he would, you know, he was not only dealing drugs, but he would actually do them too. So he would like come home and he was like abusive to my mom. And like, um, he just wasn't, very um good guy like around the drugs and so um i just learned to get a lot of hatred against him and um and yeah pretty much like i i didn't want any type of relationship with him and you know i lived my life with my mom and my mom that's like one of the reasons i look up to my mom too is because she you know she was what 20 24 25 when this all happened and she essentially learned to raise me as a single parent. Like she literally worked like two jobs and went to school. So I literally wouldn't see her. I'd see her in the morning when she dropped me off at school and I wouldn't see her until 11 
10 or 11 at night because she would go to work and then she would um, go to her second job or sometimes she'd go to classes. She'd go to like night classes whenever she could. So it it was hard. It was, I mean, as a child, like it's like you don't. You don't understand it. Like, you, yeah, you don't really understand what's going on. Um, Obviously, like as a child, you just go with the flow because that's like what your life consists of. But like you don't, you don't really know what's going on. And um, yeah, so I just, and then I think now when I think back on my relationship with my dad, it's like not really there. I don't really talk to him. Like I don't really have a relationship with him, but I've gotten over that um, hate against him. Like I don't, I don't hate him. You know, he, he did, he made some mistakes and as a result, you know, affected my life, affected my mom's life. But, um, you know, that was what, 20 years ago, you know, I'm not going to hold that against him. I don't, I don't hate him, but yeah. I also don't have a relationship with him. You know, like yeah. when, when I, when I get married, like he, obviously he's not going to come, you know, my, my stepdad's going to be the one to walk me down the aisle because my stepdad uh, like essentially took over my dad's role. Shout so out to Matt. Right, that's yeah, awesome. Matt. White stallion. <laughs> Her uh, stepdad's is like tall, just handsome white dude. So yeah. Like white dude, like blonde hair, blue eyes, yeah. white dude. But they I call love him, him. Yeah, they call him the white stallion around Marietta. A lot <laughs> no, of people, a lot of people you know call him, him the white huh? stallion. A lot of people know him as the white stallion. Um, I want to I wanna kind of go back to when I was working at the community center here in Escondido, they would do the visitations. They would rent out a room mm-hmm. uh, because they had rooms for rentals and gyms. And they would do visitations for kids who were in foster care. And their biological parents would meet them there and they would sit down and have those, uh, what are they like? Supervised uh, visits. Supervised visits, exactly. And it was always tough seeing that the, they literally sometimes had to rip a kid from their parent. Um, what was foster care like? And did you ever have to, did you ever uh, experience one of those times where you were just like, mom? Um, probably. I don't remember much. I was like, what, five? Um, And I'm sure my mind has uh, buried some of those memories, but I'm I'm sure I had those. I mean, I had those like when I was, when I started going to school, like, you know, how like when your parents would drop you off on the first day of preschool and uh, I had those moments. Oh, you were that kid? I I was that kid for like the first few weeks, probably. Screaming and crying. I was hugging her leg, screaming, yeah. Um, But... Yeah, so I probably did. Um, but I mean, foster care was interesting from what I can remember. Um, I was the youngest, so I was the only kid that wasn't going to school. So I remember like would I would wake up and all my foster brothers and sisters would be getting ready for school and they would all leave and eventually I would just be home alone with my uh what's it called? Foster mom. Foster parent mom yeah and then sorry that because they had a it was like a couple yeah but the my foster dad would go to work and so i would just be home with my foster mom so i don't really remember much of like what i would do but i just remember kind of feeling left out in a way because i was the only one not going to school um one memory that i do have uh like it's like because i would always get in trouble for it is like uh i was you know, I was around five, so I remember always getting yelled at for uh, wetting the bed. Oh, yeah. yeah. 
so yeah so well mind you i was already potty trained like at this age oh but so i learned about i learned about this in nursing school actually recently that when a kid who is you know already potty trained and starts to regress like doing things like wetting the bed it's because they've gone through trauma so i was like wow dude yeah so it was like a um like a self-realization moment i was like no wonder that's why i, I still pee the bed yeah you tell me you pee the bed a lot don't you mm-hmm. oh. <laughs> um <laughs> just kidding See, this is the relationship i have with melissa like we could be talking about something like super serious and it goes and vice versa like joke. yeah and then she'll make some dumb ass, and i'll be like oh okay <laughs> and then we'll just laugh <laughs> um but shoot was i gonna ask did you ever like not like i say like a lot i don't like that did you ever resent your mom for this um no i mean it wasn't her it wasn't her fault i mean yes yeah, she knew about it but it's like you know she already i mean i guess it's something that she could have stopped when she was like before I was born, I guess. But I mean, I think she kind of, I, I, I don't know. I, I haven't really talked to her about it in terms of like the reasoning of why she kind of stuck around. Um, she just said like, she was never really interested in my dad. <laughs> she just like somehow they just ended up together and like, that's just how it was. Um, Dang. But uh, your biological dad, not my biological not father. Your yes. white stallion stepdad. Yeah. Um, <laughs> go ahead <laughs> i hate you um but no i never resented her i mean there was one point where i was just like you know why didn't you do anything about it but like you know thinking thinking back on it now like as an adult i'm like that was probably their primary source of income and you know my mom was working too but it probably wasn't enough to support me so she kind of accepted it because it was the only way to like put food on the table and like yeah. pay the bills. So no, I mean, I don't resent her for it. You know, she's, you know, she's, she's a victim, you know, she was, was abused. Sorry, mom. I'm putting our personal information out there, but um, I don't even know if she'll listen, but yeah. Yeah. So no, I never, I mean, there was one point where I was just kind of like, you know, you could have changed this, but um, actually my mom did tell me once she was just like, honestly, like I was scared to leave. You know, because it was like um, she kind of felt trapped in a way. Like she felt like if she left, he was going to go find her. Yeah. Um, and it would be like 10 times worse if he did find her, you know, because he was abusive. So I think she she was just scared to leave. That's rough. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's rough. Um, how do you think, do you think it still affects you? Like in your everyday, either relationships with, with other people or like sexual relationships like not sexual but uh like what's it called personal romantic yeah like romantic yeah i skip i skip romantic and i went straight to sexual um mine's in the gutter does it affect your friendships or your romantic relationships uh yes 100 percent um i think more my romantic slash sexual relationships more than anything um because you know how they always have that saying about like girls have daddy issues and everything. I've never heard that. Oh well, <laughs> you've been under a rock. No, I've, I've heard that. Yeah, I've, uh, yeah, everyone has heard that. But it's it's crappy because they it's like a neg negative connotation. It's mm-hmm. not even like it is. this person has trauma. It's oh she's got daddy issues. So it's like such a bro. It's like a, it's like a like a baggage 
yeah yeah, yeah exactly. exactly yeah no um i definitely like i i mean i do think i have daddy issues like unfortunately <laughs> like i i do like it's such a like i said it's a bad connotation but like come like if i'm gonna speak honestly about it like i feel like i i do um and it's affected my i think my entire life like growing up because um i think i've always dated men to kind of try and fill that like void in a way as bad as as bad as that sounds um (laughs) i'm just kidding that's literally what daddy issues are yeah it's like um but like it was more me just i feel like there's daddy issues can go into like girls who just sleep with a lot of men to like try to fill that void i think it was more me like actually trying to date and like make an emotional connection and just have that male like figure in my life to try to fill that void. So, um, I mean, when I was younger, I went through a lot of, I guess you could say relationships. I don't really count them now because I'm an adult and like I've been in relationships and I'm like, that wasn't a relationship, Yeah, you know, but like going through middle school and high school, like I would kind of like date a lot of guys, I guess. And in, in a way, I kind of feel like that did take over, like that did kind of like take some of my childhood because I feel like I, I should have been doing things more of like what a could sh- kid should be doing, not like dating and trying to like, trying to fill that void, you know? Like I should yeah. have been, you know, hanging out with my, my friends and like going to the mall and going to the movies. And Barbies like, and stuff. Rainbows, unicorns. Yeah. yeah. My little pony. Yeah. Strawberry shortcake. You That's know? what I did. Um, did you ever go to therapy about it um once when i was in high school when high school yeah my mom my mom forced me How's uh, that? it was i that's <laughs> me, hard me being a little bratty teenager i was like oh, i don't want to go yeah you know shut up mom I, get out of my room yeah i was like i don't want to go um but she kind of forced me and like i was just kind of sitting there talking to the therapist therapist and he was asking therapist me, yeah yeah and the he therapist. was asking me uh name? questions <laughs> sorry go ahead <laughs> okay sorry 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 i just i can't take it seriously I'm i hate sorry. you I'm sorry. um yeah i think my mom kind of got to the point where she was just like i don't know what to do like this girl didn't know what to do about what about you always dating yes oh yeah, that's literally what it was i think um she was just like i don't know what to do like she's i feel like she's she's just always like dating a guy as bad as that sounds but yeah so she like made me go to therapy and i was just sitting there like and he was asking me questions and i was like yeah just like arms crossed yeah i was like no yeah you know like with that attitude (laughs) um but he he it was it was a guy and he was just asking me questions he was like okay so like um what do you do for fun you know what do you do in your free time and i think my mom was there like during the whole session Yeah, yeah it was weird like it um yeah so i was just answering his questions and he basically basically told me it was just like well maybe you should just find a hobby like find more things to like fill your time and yeah that's like what it ended up coming to and i was just like where'd they find this therapist i, I was on base i don't know what because military <laughs> yeah because uh my stepdad is in the military and uh i was we were stationed in japan and this is where that happened they so they got some therapist i think on on base somewhere and yeah, my mom took me one day and that was like the first and only time I had ever been to a therapist. And I mean, going back now, like 
if I had the same mindset that I do now, like as an adult, I would totally go. You'd go. You'd go back to therapy. Yeah. Oh yeah. Hundred percent. Therapy's tight. Yeah. Love. Um, I've actually still considered going. I feel like some, I should go. Why wouldn't you? Uh, I don't know. What's, I just. What stopped you? I don't know. Just I haven't. Like it's not something that I've made time for. Yeah. Just not a priority of mine. Yeah. Yeah. Essentially. But uh, I mean, I'd go back. Well. I got some connects, so let me know. I got the plug. Oh, Judy. Judy. <laughs> yeah. Shout out to Judy, man. Judy's, Judy. Judy's my plug. <laughs> Terrible. So I've always wondered, because my parents have been together for like my whole life. Mm. Obviously, they've hit those rough patches, and everyone hits those rough patches where, you know, they're, they have a bunch of pressure, and it boils over, but... How did it feel to have a new dad, essentially? Um, I mean, it wasn't really like, it was just, I mean, he was there. Um, I mean, I, I liked him. He was always, I always thought he was a really cool guy. He had like two dogs and I loved his dogs. And um, so, so the way that they met is, uh, MySpace, shout out to MySpace. <laughs> MySpace. <laughs> yeah, dude. She liked, um, she liked his profile? Yeah. Nice. Did he have the MySpace profile 2.0 or what did he have? I don't remember. Did he deck out his, his I don't profile think so. himself no, 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 no. and code it and all that? No. Oh. No. He wasn't, he wasn't, he wasn't one of those. <sighs> all right. But he did have that like, you know, like oily gym pick, you know, where he was like all swole. Oh, yeah, that douchey pick. Matt, yeah. <laughs> that's tight. Do you know what his, uh, what's it called? What his song was? Remember you could have a song? I don't think, him? I don't know. Probably like Nickelback or something. He hates Nickelback. I've been wrong. He hates I've Nickelback. Really? Why? He hates Nickelback. Was it Smash Mouth? I don't, I don't know. I don't was. know. I did. Yeah. I wasn't on his MySpace. My lips mom an, was. Probably Lips of an Angel by Hinder. <laughs> anyway so they met on MySpace. anyways yeah <laughs> so um yeah they met on myspace and my mom i guess was the one that friend requested him and you know the coffee shop across from cal state that was their first date starbucks yeah the starbucks across from campus why would you call it the coffee shop i don't know I starbucks <laughs> like left my mouth <laughs> i don't know the coffee shop was like starbucks, starbucks? <laughs> yeah that the coffee shop that Everyone was their first was. date yeah that was like their first little like casual date were you there no oh but no my mom had told me about it though um your mom told you about it when you I, were a kid no she told me about it after the fact oh after okay yeah okay so i just kind of put the pieces together <laughs> yeah but uh yeah so then my mom ended up selling like this was the time when they started dating too. My mom ended up selling the mobile home that we were at. We were living in Escondido and off Citricado Parkway. Hell yeah. We were like in little a little mobile home. She sold it, used some of the money to take a trip to Europe. And she took me. So romantically enough, my uh, stepdad followed us. And he took a trip with us and he, you know, that's when I kind of got to know him a little bit more and like spent some time with him. And I thought, I thought he was a stand-up guy, stand-up guy. Yeah. And, um, so when we came back from Europe, um, my, we moved in with him and you know, it's history from there. So you guys came back here. 
to San Marcos. Yeah. To San Marcos. Mm-hmm. But then you, because I remember you telling me you lived in Japan. So yeah. you, did you move in with him and then go to Japan? Yeah. So we moved in with him. We lived in San Marcos for until I was in middle school because I went to San Alejo till seventh grade. And then seventh grade, after seventh grade, going to eighth grade, I moved to Rhode Island for about a year and a half. Um, and then I was there until halfway through my freshman year. And then that's when I moved to Japan. Freshman year. Halfway through freshman year and Ooh. then all of sophomore year. Was that rough? It was. It was. That's the worst time to move. Yeah. And then I remember moving to Japan and it was when Thanksgiving had started. So it's like I get there and then for a whole week I have to take school off and like not meet people essentially. Oh boy. And just like wither in my own sadness because yeah. I left all of my friends. And uh, yeah, so I had to wait until the next week to finally like start school. And then. Damn. Yeah. What was Japan like as a as a kid? Uh, I loved it. Oh, I loved it. That's like, I think that's when I got like my first taste of like freedom. Cause um, for those of you who have been to Japan, my uh, my Navy brats or military brats, I should say, um, it's like a really it's a place really known for like safety. Like it's really safe there. You see like four year olds walking to school by themselves, taking the train by themselves. Yeah, like it's it's super safe. Um, and it's just re- really easy to get around there because everyone takes the train kind of like in new york like they take the subway it's essentially yeah. the same thing so i was what 15 and i could go to tokyo by myself which is like essentially driving from san marcos to like san diego except you're taking the train Damn. yeah and you could like um they had like you can go to like harajuku where like all the um, malls and the the shops were um yokohama too um they had like the big ferris wheel and like more shops and um at the ripe age of 15 they didn't really id there either so like i had the a lot ripe of age, age of 15, 15. <laughs> <laughs> didn't id so you bought cigarettes and stuff i could buy like alcohol yeah i could buy alcohol if i really wanted to um i had a lot of friends that would go out clubbing at 15 mm-hmm. 16 15 16 17 would they hook up with like older guys mm, no not really it was just kind of like them going out but like I'm sure, like older guys would buy them drinks, and a lot of obviously a lot of the military men were there too. So you know. Oh, I think we've just uncovered something else. But go ahead. <laughs> no, but like as a 15 year old, like I thought it was like so fun because I I actually had freedom to go out with my friends, and my parents were like, yeah, sure, just come back by 10 or come back by 11, you know, because they knew it was like a really safe place to be. Um, so I love Japan. I love the food, 100 percent, like Coco's Curry or like. Um, they had like these sushi places that would um, put sushi on a conveyor belt and it was on like a, on a colored plate. Yeah, we have those here too. Do you? Do we? I don't know. I on, wouldn't know. On Convoy, I think. Really? If anyone knows, uh, tell me the name of the place. But yeah, we have, there's a couple here in San Diego. Oh. So get off your high horse. Oh, I'm sorry. But oh. that's the first place I had ever tried them. <laughs> Jerk. No, it's pretty dope. It's, yeah. And then your plate gets dirty or whatever and you like just toss stack it. it or whatever, stack it and then oh. put it back on the, on the belt. No, my ours was in Japan. They were like stacked and all the plates were labeled like a certain color and each color represented like a price. So that's how much they would charge you for the sushi. Oh. Yeah. But like people would have like, it's funny because peop, some people that I know that still live there, like you can see like their stacks of like sushi. Yeah. Um, I loved it. I, I want to go back eventually. Like that's on my bucket list to like go back. So I'm kind of confused because like, I feel like if some guy just showed up and was my mom's boyfriend and then was like we're moving to japan i'd be like yo i didn't ask for this shit like what 
Were you ever just like, dude, what the hell is this crap? Um, yes, but not in the sense of the fact that we were moving. Because by the time we had moved to Japan, my mom, we were already with him. Oh, they were already married when we moved to Japan. Oh. Yeah. Because, um, so they met when I was nine and they got married when I was like 13. Beautiful wedding. Yeah. Yeah. I was a junior bridesmaid to the wedding. Wow. I want to know what that means. It just, she just put me as a bridesmaid because I was, because I was her daughter. So <laughs> she didn't want me to feel left She's out. She's like, I, I don't really like you, but I guess she'll be. <laughs> um, yeah. So I was just like, I got to wear the same, wear the same dresses as the bridesmaids and it was Cute. a beautiful wedding. My brother was in it too. Cute. Little, little Luke. He was like, what? One or two. Aww. Yeah. So, um uh yeah so then when we moved to rhode island they were already married damn so by the time we went to japan they were married for like what three three years now yeah when you talk about your life it seems like it just moves so fast like i've and i've heard the story before but i'm just like wait wait wait. so then what happened to this between like, this and this yeah the timeline you're like what where, when did that yeah, when yeah, does that go exactly and you say it so like easily or whatever but um because yeah, i lived it what <laughs> Did you? You lived your own life? Cool. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, yeah. Anyway, uh what what uh how do I ask this? What's the relationship with you and your biological dad now? Um we don't really have one. Sometimes like so the only really the only form of communication that I really have with him now is um El Face. El Face. <laughs> Facebook. Um, for those of you that don't know, El Face is Facebook. El Face, yeah. That's what our moms are on now. Yeah. They're always on it. Yeah. And the so, volume's always really loud on their iPad. <laughs> Jeez, dude. With their glasses? <laughs> yeah, dude. And they have to <laughs> hold it like really far away from them. Like, like, cabrón, ¿qué es eso? <laughs> yeah. They're like... Mira nomás. Mira lo que hizo. Dude, hold on. Sidebar. It's crazy how our moms like now get all their information off of Facebook. Mm -hmm. And like, like my mom will come out and just be like, did you hear about blah, blah, blah? I'm like, no, where'd you hear this? In the face. And I'm like, oh, dude, <laughs> stop I, listening to the internet, damn it. I think moms on social media are just really funny. Because yeah. sometimes I'll show my mom a meme or it's like a video. And I'm like, mom, look. And she's like, who's that? <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't matter. It's funny. Just laugh. <laughs> she's like, Guinness is it? Yeah, is it your friend? <laughs> dude. Like, no, I don't know him. Just laugh. It's funny. It's a meme. Does your mom ever say like, oh, is that so-and-so? And I'm like no it's just a, <laughs> that's more my dad <laughs> really oh hey is that your friend uh like no, no. <laughs> jeez or i'll show him a picture of one of my friends oh is that tanya i'm like no that's um sabrina so, yeah. <laughs> yeah like and they always say that same friend i feel like that's a dad thing where they're like oh is that tanya and like no it's <laughs> jessica or and then you show him a picture of like jasmine and you're like and then they go oh is that tanya no, no, not all my friends are Tanya. Like, what I think the hell? it's just like the friend that like makes the biggest impact on them. <laughs> yeah, or something. yeah, yeah. Shout out to Tanya. Um, <laughs> Love you, Tanya. <laughs> what was my question? Um, oh, what's your relationship? Yeah, what's your relationship? I don't really have one. So, like, the primary form of communication that I have with him is through Facebook. Um, so he'll message me from time to time, but I don't. You know, he'd be like, "Oh, happy birthday." But that's that's literally it. Um, you say thanks. Yeah, I'll just be like, "Oh, thanks." LMAO, thanks. Yeah, I don't even refer to him as my dad. Like, I don't talk to him like that. 
Like, I don't be like, oh, thanks, dad. I'm just like, thanks. Thank you. You know? Um, it's funny because he actually put me in a group chat with, like, all my family over there. I just ignore it. <laughs> because they just always, they, they only talk about things that happen in Mexico. Like, because they live in, like, Colima, like, way down south. And I'm like, they're like, ay, vamos a hacer esto. Like, let's go do this. Let's go do that. And I'm like, why am I in this group chat? Like, <laughs> like I'm in the United States. Like, what? So, um, yeah. But to answer your question, no, I don't have a relationship with, with him. Do you know um, your other your other family? Why did he put you in the group chat? To make me feel included? I don't know. Because oh, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a soto. You know, I'm part of the soto family. Oh, boy. Which, like, I, you know, I want, I want to eventually go visit. I do. Um, they always are like, oh, come visit. Like, sometimes my... my family will reach out to me like my my aunts and my my cousins will be like oh come visit like we miss you like you know if i post a picture or something they'll be like oh you're so pretty like you look so much older like we want to see you because the last time i went to mexico (sighs) that's weird but go ahead i mean it is but like i you know i don't know you're a nice person yeah like who the who are you like (laughs) you know don't i block see ya yeah that's 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 you so i don't have anything against my family so well because they didn't do anything. It was just my dad. Um, but I'm just a piece of shit, I guess. <laughs> yeah, you are. <laughs> anyway, next. Um, no, um, I like. I want to go visit. I last time I was there was actually when I was seven. So like, it was a couple years after the whole thing happened with my dad. Like, my mom took me to go see them, um, and it was cool. I mean, like, I they live a pretty good life down there. In terms of Mexico, they kind of have money. They live, like, right by the beach. And, like, it was cool. It was a really good experience. Um, but I, what, that was, like, what, 16 years ago, I want to yeah, say. That's quite a long time ago. Yeah. So, like, eventually I want to go back. And, um, I mean, I don't want to totally lose relationship with them. But I'm over here. I have grew up here. lived yeah. my life here. So, um, so now you're... You graduate college. You are gonna be a nurse, trying to be a nurse. Yep. Um, I mean, you're a healthcare hero now. Uh, you're an extern, right? Is that what that's called? Yeah. You yeah. work at a hospital, and you yep. do, you do nurse stuff, but you don't have your license. Your license yep. yet. Um, do you think growing up in the situation you did affected that decision to become a nurse? Like, do you? kind of want to put yourself out there because of the stuff you went through um not really, not really. I knew you were gonna no say that, it's dude. not it's not because of what i went through um i think like what i went through made me maybe made me more like empathetic of people um so the answer is yes i guess but not in the same way that i was originally thinking because i was thinking i'm like oh you know i want to go into the career because i went through something and i want to help people like it's no but it has like a little i mean i I, I mean i I think like my experience made me more of like an empathetic person um but to be completely honest like i went into nursing because i thought you know like i really enjoy like learning about the human body and like science and stuff and like I knew nurses made good money and I knew there was like a lot that you could do with nursing. So that's pretty much why. But, but my past experience, I think, have definitely made me a better 
nurse, more empathetic, more compassionate. I didn't know I was a compassionate person until I joined nursing school. When one of my friends was like, yeah, like you, you're pretty compassionate. Like, you know how to take care of your patients and like make them feel like not loved, but like taken care of. And yeah, you, know. you have good bedside manner. And yeah. So, um, it didn't really affect my reasoning as to why going into nursing, but it definitely has affected me like as a nurse, like how I care for people, I guess. Yeah. Um, what's your purpose in life? My purpose in life. Um, never thought about that, huh? No, I've never thought. I've always wanted to ask you that. Uh, I mean, I've thought about it myself, uh, but I don't really have an answer. To I myself. really want to apologize to the viewers and the listeners for her answers. Always starting with, uh, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, what's your purpose in life? Um, I've thought about that question. <laughs> Stop. Um, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I've thought about that question. Oh, you have? Good. I don't, That's very good. I don't really... You can't say you don't have one, because you do have one. I know. You just have to really dig. I'm sure I do. What do you want to accomplish? I would like to be self-sufficient and independent and be able to... Like, for example, I, in the next few years, I have a goal to buy my own house don't touch that they can hear it your own house yes beautiful i want to buy my own house and i want to be self-sufficient and independent and be able to take care of myself um but because i want to be a nurse like i'm hoping that i can do that in a way that is helping other people and i can do that with nursing so i ended up getting the perfect career so you want to help other people is what you're saying? Yeah. Is your purpose? Yeah. Actually, you know what? One of my goals in life that I had for a while, and I still kind of want to do it. I just, it's bad to say I don't have as much motivation to do it now that I'm like graduated. But I always thought like when I, like I'm like, if I get into nursing school and I graduate and I pass, I want to um, join the Peace Corps as a nurse and go abroad and help people. Dude, that's crazy. Countries, yeah. You would be in the Peace Corps? Oh, 100%. How, isn't that like as long two as I can, years as long as, as long as I can... Um, so I've looked into it. There's not... Like, you don't have to go as long. There's some that you can do like four weeks or like six weeks. <laughs> that's the one you do. I mean, well, yeah, because I have to... How am I going to pay for everything if I'm not working? Because they true. don't pay you while you're in it. That's true. You know? So I have to like only go... For, like, I would go... Like, if I went, it would go for a short amount of time and then come back and work and, you know? So... But yeah, that's something that I really wanted to do for a really long time. I had a friend go, uh, Thomas, shout out to Thomas, Thomas Hinch, the legend, the man, the myth legend. Uh, Thomas went and then COVID hit and he had to come back. Dang. Yeah. That freaking sucks. They didn't let him stay? Nope. He was in Thailand, I believe. Ooh. Thomas, reach out to me, man. Let me, uh, let me know. Um, cause I don't remember. I think he, he went to Thailand and then like months later he was just like, Hey, uh, I'm coming back. <laughs> I was like, oh, <laughs> oh. that freaking sucks. Um, but yeah, that's, uh, that's crazy. Yeah. So it's something that I'm still considering. I'm like, maybe I'll go do that. Cause I, I do, I love to travel and I feel like that's, I'm like, I can kill two birds with one stone, go travel and do what I want to do. But like also like at the same time, help, help people that need it. Yeah. You know, and with my, I would have to figure out a way to like be able to use my 
nursing license to do like medical stuff because that's what I would want to do. Um, but yeah. Did you know as a kid that you wanted to be a nurse? Since I was in middle school. Really? What did you want to be before that? Do you know? Before that, I didn't really know what I wanted to be. Like I didn't have, I didn't think like that. I wanted to be an actor. When I was in second grade, <laughs> I swear. Fun fact about me, when I was, uh, when I was in th- second grade, in Miss, what was her name? Miss Goodbody, that was her name. Oh, she was not, she did not have a good body. But, um, ooh, I'm just kidding, I'm kidding, I'm He's kidding, in that's a joke. the second grade, how is he gonna know? That's a joke, exactly, that's what, that's what the joke is. Um, they were like, what do you wanna be? And I was like, I wanna be an actor, I wanna be famous. And then I think I moved on to being a radio host, and then it moved on to a comedian, and then it, it always like centered around kind of like getting the attention of people. Performance. Yeah, but but like when I was a kid, I was always very, I was always super nervous. Like I was, I don't know. I had an, a lot of uh, I had a lot of anxiety as a kid, and it was actually some trauma, and I, I didn't notice, I didn't realize this until recently, but. Um, we had we didn't like a family incident where like cps was called and you told me about this i think yeah i told you about this and i'm not gonna get super into it but um they pretty much like cornered me they took me out of class i was in kindergarten kindergarten and i was already kind of a shy kid so they took me out of class there was i remember this big fat guy with a green shirt and then this other guy with a mustache never forget their faces and they were like does your mom like first first of all they were like kind of grooming me and they were asking me like like little questions like oh what's your favorite candy and what's this what's that and like we're here to help we're good you know we're good people and then trying to gain your trust yeah mm-hmm. pretty yeah they dude you have to build rapport with your patients so say they were essentially doing the same thing yeah so if i could meet those guys again i'd, I'd for sure punch them in the mouth but um they were like does your uh, does does your does your mom hit you ever? You know, does do you ever get do you ever get hit? And of course, I was a kid, and obviously, sometimes my mom would spank me. Like it was never like I was never abused as a child, but as soon as they hear that, obviously, that's their job. Yeah. So they took it as I was beat and I was afraid. I started crying because I was I would cry a lot when I was a kid just because I was so anxious, and this made me even more anxious. And um, I always compare myself to you ever you ever watch South Park. Yeah. Yeah. Tweak. You know Tweak on South Park. If you don't know Tweak on South Park, he's always like, <laughs> like he's always tweaking, and that's kind of how I felt like, like inside. Like I just always felt nervous and like shaky, and I would get called on, and I would just like feel my body get super hot, and like you know you sometimes you feel that when you get called on, but um, these kids or these kids, these these dudes like just came in, ambushed me, and and then they like talk to my mom and it was this whole big thing um i don't want to get too deep into it because it's still kind of i mean it's not still raw i was in kindergarten but there's still so much that i've uncovered from that and right now like i even feel myself just kind of getting tense and my feet are moving a lot um shout out to judy she taught me about that but whenever i talk about that incident i just i get very tight and i get uncomfortable and i get there are different kind of physical feelings that i feel and um, I remember after that, I was nervous talking to anybody because after that, it was like, well, who can I trust? What if this kid tells 
my parents something or tell someone else something and then my parents get in trouble and mm-hmm. and I was just like you know like it was like tweak and um that was kind of some some trauma that I went through uh obviously I'm not trying to one up you or whatever um yeah you are mine's pretty sad but uh you know sadder than yours but <laughs> yeah you are no 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 um yeah and I just remember being affected I don't remember it I don't remember living it, but I remember looking back now just being affected by that and like thinking, oh, I'm going to be famous. But then thinking like, oh, I don't have what it takes. Like Mm -hmm. having that self-doubt. Yeah, exactly. mm -hmm. Exactly. And it like obviously boiled over into my friendships and stuff. And I was just I've always felt like so scared. Um, Do you remember having like any of that after all that stuff with your parents and all that? Like self doubt, more your like, doubt. Well, I mean, not even self doubt, but just some sort of feeling that you had that you now look back on. And you're like, oh, that's why I felt that way, or that's why I would do that. Besides pissing your your bed, peeing uh, your bed. I'm sorry, <laughs> pissing your bed. Sorry, sorry. No, I don't think so. I just, you know, what's weird about like my experiences? I feel like I haven't really. I don't want to say like I'm not affected by it, but like I don't, besides the whole, you know, relationship thing, um, I don't feel like it emotionally affects me that much. Maybe it's because my mind has kind of buried my feelings or maybe it's, maybe I kind of like thought about all my feelings growing up and it was mostly against my dad. Like I was resentful and hateful and everything. And I think I kind of resolved those in a way. So I'm just kind of like, I mean, it happened. Um, it sucks. You know, I do remember being like feeling really scared and like freaked out because I was essentially being ripped away from my my parents and being taken to a place I didn't know. And then having to live with strangers for six months of my life. Um, but like I think about it now and it's just like it was so long ago that I'm just like it you know it happened I'm I'm an adult now and yeah. I've had you know I generally pretty good life since then and um so no besides the whole peeing in my bed thing <laughs> no <laughs> <laughs> um let me get positive real quick what what's something that your stepdad has done for you or like does that you kind of think like man this this guy's so dope. Like he's just such a good person. Like, for example, like my dad, he actually our AC broke twice this last weekend, and, and like <laughs> you told me. a couple a couple years ago, homeboy fixed it. Like I have no. He went in with some like little el- electricity things and looked at it, and like he's like, oh okay, this is what it is. Bought a new piece, put it in, and like boom, it's like ready. Like it's like little things like that where I'm just like man my dad's a superhero yeah like the, yeah. yeah you know what i mean yeah, like yeah. i know it's it's very minuscule but i'm just like i don't think i would ever i would be like okay i'm calling the white gloves guy right now or whatever mm-hmm. asi the white gloves guy you know what i'm talking about <laughs> um the heating and air dudes i'd be like oh hell no i'm not looking at this i'm gonna yeah. break it more yeah, yeah, yeah um so shout out to felix senior but felix 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 <laughs> chamo uh is there anything that your stepdad has ever done where you're just like it, not enamored but just uh what's what's the word just like amazed by him amazed Odd. appreciative yeah yeah you know what i mean oh yeah 100 percent. i would not be the same person 
I am without him, honestly. What are some specifics? Um, well, just the fact that he um, allowed us to live with him because uh, for a while, like we didn't really have a place, like a permanent place to live. Um, so he essentially gave us a home. Um, he, growing up, I didn't like it. Like in middle school, I didn't like it, but he was super strict with me in terms of like my schoolwork and like my grades. Like if I got a B, he'd get mad at me. So like, yeah, it was like super strict, but I'm so thankful that he was like that because he pushed me to be my best and like even better than I thought I could have, I could be, you know, because my, you know, my mom, Yes, she pushed me, but like it was, you know, she had so much other stuff going on at the time that she, you know, she's like, she's going to school, she's passing and she's going to move on to the next grade. And, and, and that was good enough, which, you know, she like, I, it, I'm not holding anything against her, but like my dad was really the one that was like, pushed me to be so much better than I am. And like, without my dad, my stepdad, I probably wouldn't have gotten into college. I probably wouldn't have gone to college, honestly. Damn. Yeah, I would have had a totally different life. Um, I maybe I probably would have followed in my mom's footsteps and been uh, pregnant in high school or right after high school, and like you know, just not have made good decisions. Um, but just like having my um, stepped out of my life and having having that male figure to like push me to be the best that I can be. Like it was, it was really nice because he he believed in me and like um, you know I'm not gonna say my mom didn't she did of course, um, and like I said I, I look up to her because she was so strong during all of it and she she worked her butt off to like give me a good life, um, but you know without my dad like I probably wouldn't be living the same life, and he gave me you know he helped support me through college so that's another reason like he. Um, because he was in the military, like I used some of his GI bill and like, that's what helped paid for, pay for school. That's what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Gold digger. For sure. You love money. Are you done? Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, it just like, literally it's like so much that like he gave me that really like absolutely changed my life. You know, so it's it's not even like I can't even give like a specific example. It's yeah. just like every Overall. you know everything. Like he's just he's changed my life. I think it it would be hard to just show up to a family and be like, hey, you know, I'm your dad. Mm-hmm. Like that's to me. If you've done that ever, if you're listening to this and you've ever done that, like big props to you because that's. I'm not even saying it's a burden. It's just it's such a big responsibility mm-hmm. to. Uh, guide that child that's not yours and there's also all these like um i don't know i'm like missing all the words today but people are just kind of like oh you have a girlfriend yeah she has a kid and they're just like oh they almost see it like as that kid as as being a burden or like like you said baggage like baggage yeah. yeah and that's just it's rough man that's congratulations to anyone that's that's doing that successfully because that's that's a really big commitment and you're actually making obviously you're making a huge difference as you're listening to melissa right now but oh yeah 100 percent. like you have the potential to change that child's life obviously if you're a good person if you're a bad person then yeah maybe not but <laughs> well <laughs> anyway. no but um yeah if it wasn't for him i probably 
wouldn't uh, be on this podcast, you know, just like living the life that I have. Um, so yeah, he changed my life a bunch. He is my, my father. He is the one that I, that's going to walk me down the aisle. And he's the one that's, he's, he's my dad. He's going to be the grandfather to my children. Damn. <laughs> All right. <laughs> no, um, like, cause you know, no, like, awesome. I feel like a lot of people have sure. that weird, awesome. like step parent relationship, you know, yeah. like, oh yeah, that's, that's my stepdad. But I don't call him my stepdad. I'm just like, oh, that's my dad. Yeah. And then people kind of look at him and they're like, <laughs> what? And I'm like, he's my stepdad. They're he's like, a, oh, a okay. very Eastern European looking dude. He's like, <laughs> blonde hair, blue eyes. Blonde hair, blue eyes. Well, I should say white dude. hair. It, wow. <laughs> <laughs> he grays really easily, yeah, he's but a white stallion, he just. So. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I hope he listens to this. I'm going to make him listen to this. You should. He's the white stallion. Matt, <laughs> you're the white stallion, man. Right off into the sunset. What he said. Um, we're going to take a quick break. and I had to pee. Good. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, we're going to take a quick break. Okay. All right. We're back from our tinky breaks, uh, our potty breaks. Um, I was actually going to do some like current events, like news with Melissa, because I love talking to Melissa. And I feel like every time we talk, it's like super funny and all that stuff. But honestly, everything I read was negative. Yeah. Like it's it's coronavirus. It's Trump. It's the fires in Portland. The fires in Portland. The protests in Portland. Dude, um, right now the sun is red. Yeah. Oh here, yeah. Even here in Escondido, I want to give a big shout out. I have a. I have one friend I know, Amanda. Shout out to Amanda Wilt, who's her name now. It used to be Hitchcock, but her husband is a firefighter. And um, any firefighters out there just dealing with this, it's it's rough, man. I'm sorry. Um, I hope everyone's safe out there. But, uh, yeah, everything's very negative. Everything's very, um, I mean, just negative. And I think you can go down a rabbit hole of that negativity and be succumb to it. Um, I know it's kind of important to know what's going on, but it's also important to, uh, take everything with a grain of salt. Is that the, mm-hmm. that's the saying, right? Yep. Um, reading is important. Going on the news is important, but please don't let it just like succumb you. Succumb? Succumb? I'm sorry. I don't know how to say what the word. <laughs> don't let it succumb you. Um, is that the word? Succumb? That's the word. Succumb. Oh, okay. S U C C U M B. Yes. I was in a spelling bee in middle school, so I know words. I'm, um, I'm pretty good at spelling too. I just don't know how to pronounce well. it. <laughs> um, thank you all for for sitting here with us and talking to. I mean, talking listening to melissa and i speak to each other um melissa thank you so much for being vulnerable and coming on this live thank you for having me yes um my pleasure where can people find you do you want people to follow you and stuff um i mean i'm private so like if i don't know you i probably won't let you follow me find her at the the hospital yeah you know if you're ever in the hospital i'll take care of you (laughs) my uh my dream job is to work in the er so there you go. If you ever come into the ER at a sharp, hopefully, uh, I'll be there. Maybe, hopefully. Find her at the manifesting yeah. it. Yeah, there you go. Um, again, remember, I'm doing the. I don't even know. I, I want to call it something, but I don't know what to call it. Um, if between now and let's say next Wednesday, you do something for yourself, you 
do something that makes your life better daily. Um, shoot me a video. Shoot me a voice memo. Um, shoot me a DM. Tell me what that thing is. I want to share it with other people. I want I want to start a community with this podcast. It's not just me talking to people and having people on and exploiting their childhood dramas. It's me trying to start a, I mean, a, a community. Um, it's me trying to, to trying to make sure that other people know that other people are going through maybe the same things or worse things or not so bad things, but they are also going through the same thing you're going through, uh, the same situation you're going through, even if it's less severe or if it's more severe. We are all human beings. We're all going through something. Um, so I want to put a little positivity on it and see what you're doing to make life better. If it's eating a peach every day, doesn't matter. If it's drinking a June shine every single day um, or drinking a wild barrel, wild barrel brewing. What's up? Coming soon. Anyway, uh, that's a sneak peek. But Melissa, again, thank you so much for being on here. Thank you for having me. Uh, thank you all for listening to This Life, a podcast by Myurka Media. You can follow me at Myurka Media on Instagram. I have a Twitter. I never use it, but hit me up on there. He doesn't use it. Ever. Um, make sure you watch the videos on, on YouTube and you subscribe to my YouTube. Um, subscribe to the podcast. Follow the podcast. Leave a five-star review and leave a rating. Fi- no, leave a five-star rating and a review. a review. I'm sorry, dude. I'm. He's off his game. It's been a long day. I know. I'm sorry. All right. Well, bye. Bye. That was a rough outro. Ugh. I felt like we took a break just to end it. <laughs> <laughs>